I'm Amy Lettingham. I'm a master certified dating and relationship coach. And I'm Kevin Lettingham, Amy's husband and a former reality and docuseries TV producer director. And together we want to welcome you to Sex, Love, and Mindful Dating. In today's episode, we're going to be talking S-E-X, or some of you might prefer to say making love. And the act of making love is a critical part of any long-term relationship. Often it can make or break it. So it's time to answer some of the most important questions and concerns that occur when two people take their clothes off in the modern dating world. And we will give you some insight into our personal experience with sex, as well as offer up some powerful psychological and physiological information that will help you make better choices when it comes to sex, love, and dating. And if your goal is to find lasting love, my conscious dating programs help you do just that. We do it through breaking your unhealthy dating beliefs, attitudes, patterns, and through my online dating courses, group coaching, and personal one-on-one virtual coaching, I can help you. Contact me at amythedatingcoach.com, that's A-M-I-E, thedatingcoach.com, and mention the podcast to receive a special offer. Let's start today's show with probably the juiciest part of the entire episode, and that is going to be talking about our own personal sex life, uh, something we don't discuss very often into microphones, but I guess we will do it today. (laughs) Amy and I met almost 10 years ago, so the first time we had sex was almost a decade ago, so we're going to have to remember some of this stuff. (laughs) It was a while ago. Dust off the information. That's right. We're going to need to dust off our brain. <laughs> Avila Beach, 2010. Avila Beach, for those who don't know, is a kind of a beach town north of Los Angeles, maybe a couple hours north. Yes, it's beautiful. We're going to the, what's, Hearst Castle. Hearst Castle, yep. It was our first trip. First trip together. And I remember we were probably, what, two months in? Two months? Two months, yes. Two months. So what do you remember about the first time? Well, the funny part is I remember having this rule, like I don't want to have sex until I'm in a committed relationship. And uh, you had just asked me to be exclusive with you. And then we planned this trip. And in my mind, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to jump his bones. (laughs) That was not in my mind at all. I can assure you that for me... I was willing to wait longer and this is, you know, an interesting thing and we'll get more into how long you should wait and stuff. But generally speaking, I'm like not a patient guy when it comes to sex is I'm like, why do I want to wait? What if it's horrible and we have bad chemistry and it doesn't work? Like I want to know now, but with you, I didn't have those doubts. So I was willing to wait. In fact, you did jump my bones. I was said, I think I even said we can wait. Yeah, you did. You actually said, babe, you know, it's okay. We can wait a little longer. And I'm like, no, I've been waiting too long. (laughs) Yes, she did do that. That's right. It was my first time, to be honest, creating that boundary for myself. Because in the past, I would like meet somebody, hook up with them, not right away. It would take like, you know, a couple of dates, but I would think, oh, this is somebody that I really like. So I'm just going to go to that next step. That pressure of having sex on that third date, you know, I'd fall for it. Yeah. And how was I? 
you were amazing <laughs> and you still are amazing. Of course I am. <laughs> I didn't need to ask that. Everyone, I knew the answer. <laughs> One thing I do want to point out is that I was definitely on the verge of falling in love with you, if not, you know, in love with you. I don't think I'd said it yet um, at that point. But, you know, to give you an idea where a guy's brain goes, I did ask myself the question, and I have many times before, like, is this the last lady part, the last vagina I'm going to touch for the rest of my life? Because it's kind of like a really important thing, like for a man to know that this is the best person in the world for you and I'm not going to be with anyone else. And I knew after our first night, I go, this is it. I'm only going to be with her. And I guess you passed the test. Is that a way for me to say it? I don't want to sound conceited, but I'm like, it's important because if we had horrible sex or there was something wrong with our, our relationship sexually, that would be a hard, like, I'm going to only have sex with this person for the next 30, 40, 50 years. And it's been horrible. It's true too, because like, I'm sure you've had, like you said, bad sex before. And yeah. even though you like somebody, you're like, eh, what? Bad sex versus like, I'm going to marry this person sex like bad sex is like pizza. Like it's pizza is still pretty damn good when it's not good. Like sex is still pretty damn good. It's just, is this somebody you're going to be with for the rest of your life? And do you want to keep having sex with them? That's what it's like. I, I never went, God, that was horrible. I wish I didn't do that. You might have, maybe you did that. I think that. it's I don't different think, for a I, woman. Yeah, it is. Cause I never went, God, I really regret having sex with her. Yeah. That really wasn't, I, I mean, mean, never said that. I think it's different for a woman because there are guys that were so bad. <laughs> I mean, like, and awkward. And then you're like, I don't even want you to touch me anymore. Can you just get off? <laughs> maybe because it's you and maybe the girls that you chose. But sometimes there were even guys that were so arrogant after sex. They're like, oh, I'm so good, wasn't it? And then you just get really turned off. I think as a woman, it's not just physical. We want the emotional connection, too. Yeah, and that was the thing. I didn't have emotional connections with very many women in my life. So sex was always just sex. That's all it was. That's why I never had to worry about was it good or not good. I was just like, well. Yeah. And I wouldn't say all women are like that. Some women can, you know, compartmentalize and say this is just sex, you know. And sometimes it is. Many women have sex where they go, hey, this is just sex. Especially like I've seen the friends that I've had, the clients that I've had. And I don't, there's no judgment on it to, in my point of view. It's like, you just got out of a divorce. You had sex with this person for 20 years. Go out and have fun. Just yeah. be safe. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think it's sex should be looked at as bad if you have multiple partners or this and that. It's just everybody has a preference. And if you're really looking for love, though, we are going to talk about why it does matter. Yeah. Well, you know, there's actually a study because I was curious well, how long are people waiting in general? Uh, a study published by the Journal of Sex and Research a few years ago, and they had like 11,000 unmarried adults. So these are unmarried people. And they found that 76% um, of these people were in a relationship for one year uh, or more. So we're, these are committed relationships, not early on. A slight majority, 51%, said they waited a few weeks before having sex. So the majority of people waited weeks. Just over a third had sex either on the first date or within the first couple of weeks, so less than two weeks. The remaining 11% had sex before they even went on the first date. So mm. I'm guessing that meet in a bar or maybe they were, you know, friends but never went on a date. So 
it looks like most people are waiting a few weeks. I would say that's three dates, mostly. Yeah. I mean, three dates is a couple weeks. So most people are doing the three-date rule. So the pressure is still there. I totally agree. I think the pressure is still there. You know, pressure to be like everyone else. And you're fearful that you'll get rejected if you don't follow through. Because the assumption is this is what everyone else is doing. But in reality, I mean, going back to when I was a kid... When parents would ask you if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you? No. So we have to be free thinkers for ourselves and be more mindful and attuned with what we're ready for, not what the herd is doing. Yeah. and But I also think it's the authenticness of a woman saying the things like you said, just waiting in of itself doesn't always work. It has to be under the right reasons and explain the right way to a guy because we like sex and we mm-hmm. need sex, especially with someone we like. We'll leave you and go sleep with door number two if we're sitting around waiting for six months. Yeah, and I remember saying, closing with a line, like if I, I'm creating this boundary because if I went and had sex with everybody I liked, I would be having a lot of sex. And I don't think that makes it special. The whole purpose of dating is really to find a connection. And that's what I really want. Yeah. Well, what do you think about you do have clients that wait till marriage? What about that? I do have a client that is 40 years old. She's a born again Christian and she wanted to hold off on sex. And her whole purpose was, you know, I want to make sure that the person I'm with has the same values. Do you think this is possible? And I said to her, absolutely, this is possible. What we have to do is we have to own it. And we're going to talk about faith in a way that explains your values and be vulnerable about it. And so by the third date, she had a conversation with the guy and we set the rules and he honored it. Wow. Yeah. And they got married about a year and a half ago. That makes sense because she was honest about it. She was upfront and she targeted people that might be okay with that. Yes. It was very crucial how we ex- explained her faith in Christianity. So when, who, when someone read it, they knew her attitude about, you know, holding off till marriage. like to take a moment to talk to you about my free ebook, Five Dating Traps to Avoid. It gives you tips to avoid all the traps that make your heart break. So go to amythedatingcoach.com and that's spelled A-M-I-E, thedatingcoach.com. How long do you recommend your clients wait before they have sex? The question isn't how long do I wait? The question is, am I ready to have sex? And that requires trust. It requires to know that the person you're dating is going to be around after you have sex with them, right? If that's your goal. And that time is your friend. It helps you build a bond with someone. So, you know, that's when you know you're ready. And there's no real specific time for that. It's kind of what I did, right? Because it wasn't about whether it was two months or three months or one month. It was more like checking in with myself going, does this guy meet 
my non-negotiables in a relationship? Does he, his actions and words match? Do I see he has a character, a personality that I can actually trust that when I have sex with him, he is not going to just dump me and treat me like dirt. Like he's actually going to like honor me as a person in his life. That's when I could answer all those questions. That's when I knew, yes, I would have sex. Now, that's why when I when people ask that question, I'm like, every person's different. Every relationship's different. I can't give you a solid answer, but I definitely know the longer you wait, the better it is. Well, I've always found that there was no rule for me, like how long a woman waited. I remember I dated someone fairly significantly and we had sex the very first night we went out and we dated for a while. I would consider one of my longer relationships. It didn't matter to me. It was basically we connected that night and then everything continued as is. I know uh, he's actually a guy from college. He's a professional football player and was a professional football player now, um, is still married to the woman he slept with on the very first night. So with kids and is happy. Now, is that the rule? No. But I've never felt like it was horrible for a woman to do it if that's what she wanted. It's when women use sex to try to like play games with you or try to lure you in or I'm waiting for this or I'm like, I always hated that. I'm like, no. Yeah, but sex can also cloud a lot of your judgment, especially women that get emotionally attached. Like I definitely did. When I would have sex with somebody, immediately my feelings would be like, okay, jump into the future. We're already talking about marriage in my head, right? <laughs> for some reason, it's like giving a part of you to that person. Now, those women that you said you could have sex with on the first day, I know women like that too, but they truly compartmentalize and it's not like they don't tie sex to like a commitment or marriage. But that's not true. That they, She just chose to have sex with me that night. It wasn't like she did that with everybody. You know, there are times when women make different choices. It's not like every every time you. that person had sex in the first night, it was just the stars aligned and it worked. True. I agree. There are, that does happen, but the percentage of it is very small. Yeah, because most of the time that happened, I didn't call back or... The majority of men that I work with, and I will share with you, you're you're uber aware of yourself and you've never been judgmental, right? But there are really judgmental people out there, men or women, either way. But the assumption is if you do it the first time, most likely you've done it before. And it's just kind of that idea or attitude. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but people are judgmental, especially with the modern day online dating. It's like they're just assuming that you're having sex with everybody, not just you. Yeah. Look, that's a fair assessment, I think. But that's why if a woman, anyone listening out there, chooses to have sex with a guy early on, you just got to own it. Consequences are the consequences. Like if he calls me, great. If he doesn't, great. And I always respected that. That was the other thing. It's like it, it, when I said sometimes they would use it to play games. I remember one girl said to me as it relates to having sex, she said, all good things come to those who wait. The way she said it and the way, like she was using sex is like a, if you go out with me like more. Like dangling a yeah, carrot in front you, of your face. If you go out with me more, you'll, you'll get sex. And I'm like, well, I don't want sex that bad with you. So I'm not waiting. And I didn't like that at all. So it was more like decide when you're ready. And then we move at a, at a pace that 
works for us. I was wanted to do it more quickly than most women often, not in the case with you, because I'm like finally with someone I really liked. I'm like, I don't want to ruin it. So that's the part that I will say is difficult to communicate. And communication is everything when it comes to the early parts of having sex or not having sex. Uh, Again, there's no judgment. Whatever choice you want to make, just be safe. But for me, because I wanted something more serious, I had done the hookups and having fun and jumping into things too quickly and then finding out just to let you know what happens when you jump into sex too quickly, you end up falling for someone that isn't right for you sometimes. And then you end up backpedaling, trying to fix the relationship or change the person or change the way you do things so that you can save the relationship because you're so emotionally bonded through sex. Okay. So you don't want to make those mistakes. You know, you can communicate your boundaries early on. And you have to also, because quite frankly, I mean, I had gone out with women that were very conservative, which isn't fun, like at all. And then there's women that are like into, you know, bondage and stuff, which is not something I'm into. If you don't communicate that early, I mean, you just waste your time because you have to know what the other, if the other person has a foot fetish or likes to incessantly lick your earlobe and you hate it, it's not going to work. Yeah, this is where the power of vulnerability does show up because you have to be able to be honest and filter the person. I do have clients that are into BDSM. I had somebody that was a cross-dresser, you know, and he had to be honest to his girlfriend at the time when he was dating her and then they ended up marrying, but they had to figure out that relationship and what that looked like. So hiding the information is only prolonging the pain because if the person doesn't accept you, the relationship will not work. So it's not worth changing. Now, the other part is when I first started dating you uh, within three dates, because I had this idea and everyone has ideas. Three date rule. Three, three date rule, yeah. I'm like, I need to have the sex talk with him. I wasn't uptight about it. I wasn't like, I'm going to play hard to get. I actually was very honest and vulnerable. And I'm like, Kevin, I had my heart broken many times jumping into relationships that weren't right by just having sex too soon. And one of the things that I'd like to do differently is really get to know someone and have a commitment with them. I'm not saying you're the guy, but if you land to be the guy, then, you know, then I would have sex and be intimate just because I'd need to protect my emotions. And if you're not okay with it, some guys aren't, that's totally fine. You don't have to date me, but if you're open to it, you know, what are your thoughts? What I say, I don't remember. I remember you looked, you held my hand. It was the sweetest thing. We're at a restaurant. We're eating sushi actually. (laughs) And you held my hand and you said, I'm totally willing to wait. Yeah. I have no problem at all. Just let me know when you're ready. And that really like that bonded me with you and you didn't just say it to like win me over you actually respected the boundary while we were together no i'm almost 40 years old at that point i think and if not 40 and i'm sitting here going i can wait like the idea that you can't wait a few more weeks to have sex with someone you like i mean to put pressure on someone why I'm like, I'm looking for the long haul. I can wait a few more weeks. I got my right hand that can last long enough for for me to survive a few more weeks. Sorry to get gross, but it's true. I'm like, 
sex is important and it was important, but it's, it wasn't that important to ruin a relationship. Well, what's interesting is I delivered that same statement to four other guys that I was dating. And it was almost like a filtering system for me too. They all dropped off and disappeared. And one guy even told me, he's like, I respect you so much for saying something and um, I don't want more than just sex. So we shouldn't date anymore. And he actually said that to me. So it almost, and I used to be offended by it. I was like, oh, that's actually nice. He's being very clear with me so I don't have to get my feelings hurt. So you're recommending that people do that, that they have the conversation maybe before they normally would just to get it out there. Yeah, because, you know, when people view sex, they view it as like, there's no emotional connection. It's just a physical biological thing that they're doing but when you bring in and you're honest and you say uh, something like I get emotionally involved and connected and it could hurt me really bad all of a sudden there's an emotion tied to sex and people don't want to hurt you I don't think they really mean to so if you give them that option well one of the things I think we should talk about and and this is all kind of wrapped up in that is that there's this chemical biological physiological aspect of sex, right? Not just the act of having sex, but the desire to have sex is all wired in our bodies and stuff. So can you talk about how chemicals and hormones play a part in our sex lives? Yes. And this isn't from me. This is actually from Dr. Helen Fisher. She is a biological anthropologist, which means she studies human behavior. And so she says that our brains as humans have evolved into three core brain systems for mating and reproduction. So the three stages really are ways for us to procreate. Now these three phases can greatly affect your sex life and how you interpret your relationships. So pay attention. The three phases are lust, attraction, and attachment. Phase one is lust, that's where We have sex drive, libido, testosterone, and estrogen is pumping out, and it's getting you like riled up, right? So that's the first phase. The second phase is the attraction phase. This is where you get energized, focused too much on the potential partner. It's like an amazing time when you're truly love-struck. The main three neurotransmitters involved are adrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin. And so the adrenaline is what activates your stress response. It makes you excited. It makes you want to get things going. The dopamine is where you're love struck. This chemical stimulates the desire and reward part of your brain. And it gives you the same intense rush of pleasure like if you did cocaine. Wow. Though what this does is it makes you impulsive. It makes you want more of it. So you know, your boundaries, you're more apt to cross them and negotiate things that bother you because you want more of this feeling of this high. Well, I remember in college, the only other time I said I love you to this girl besides you was back when I was a a sophomore in college. And she and I had this, you know, four or five month relationship. I just remember being like physically in love, like beyond anything I had felt because it's the first time and looking back it felt like an addiction and then when she broke up with me which she did I remember it was like a crash 
was an absolute crash. And I wonder if that's it. Yeah, I would say that you're crashing off of the dopamine withdrawal and even serotonin. Because it was so high. The high was so immense. And then, boy, the the downer after that. So that was chemicals. That it's makes sense. It's all chemicals and hormones, yep. That makes sense. So phase three is attachment. This is when they're a couple now, right? You and the other person are a couple. And this is the attachment that keeps the bond and the couples together long enough for them to have children. Oxytocin, uh, the cuddle hormone gets pumped out. There's a cuddle hormone? Yes. Wow. And the point is that every time you have sex, it bonds you even more. So these phases play a really big role in our desire to have sex, right? Correct. When all these hormones are going on in our body, it's affecting our decisions related to having sex, right? Yeah, absolutely. It can cloud us um, from making pragmatic decisions. Again, you think that you're falling in love, but you might be falling in lust. And the problem with all of this is the lust phase and all these chemicals and hormones, these phases, within 18 to 24 months, they lessen. And so once that goes away, and this is, I've seen it all the time with couples, like that's why by year number two, people are like, why am I in this relationship? And you have less sex, you just do. Almost all couples have less sex. Because o- they're not bonded. Year, well, over after year two versus year one, because you're in the, those first few weeks, you're in the lust phase. So you're having lots of sex and then a couple of years in, you're not having as much sex. And statistically that, that happens. Interesting. I just had a light bulb just ding. <laughs> Cause thinking about this in the attachment phase to keep the person bonded, they need to have sex. Oxytocin gets pushed out and then it makes them want to bond more, but because reality sets in and you start seeing things that annoy you, the flaws of your partner and all that stuff, you're having less sex. So therefore you're bonding less. Therefore, eventually the relationship, you're like, why am I with this person anymore? And you just end it. So if you're single, what do these phases mean to you? Why, if I'm single out there, why do I care about these three phases? Because it's important to understand your biology. If you are clear about why your body's doing these things, you can manage and balance your heart with your head. You don't let your libido drive you. You slow down and stop and say, I'm gonna side table the sex. I'm gonna make sure our values and our non-negotiables align, our deal breakers align before we even jump into this. Because then if we have sex, this relationship will be sustainable after. And when you are paying attention to the physicality of a relationship, you a lot of times ignore the behavior of your partner because you're so enamored with them. And I think so many people get lost early in relationships because they have this chemical rush, this hormonal rush that draws them to someone and they just ignore the red flags that are staring them in the face because the sex is amazing or they're just sexually attracted to them all the time they want to touch them all the time so it causes for really bad choices yeah agreed so to change gear for a second um does size matter (laughs) 
For ladies, yes, it does actually. I'm just gonna say for myself, I've dated guys that had a really small one and I dated guys that were too big. <laughs> and I will tell you- So it's like the three little bears? You just, this yeah. bed is too small. <laughs> this one is too big. Oh, this bed is just Perfect. right. Yes, that's, you know. First time ever in the history of the world that someone equated the three little bears to penis size, I hope. <laughs> but it's true. I actually felt really bad, the guy that I dated. I mean, it was really small, and he was a nice guy, and we could find our way around it, but his own insecurities wouldn't allow us. So I kind of had to let that relationship go. But when I met you, I was like, it's perfect. Perfect for me. Perfect for you. Everything's good here. <laughs> it's funny because I always felt like physical compatibility was a huge part of it. Like there are just bodies that mesh better than other ones. And that was always so important to me because there were people that I just was like, we didn't have the same sexual chemistry, if you want to call it. And I think that's something that's so important for people to try to understand. Like, what do you do if you come across a person that you really like, that maybe checks your non-negotiables, but it doesn't have that, what they say in Sex in the City, that zazazoom or vavavoom yeah. or whatever that Je was. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. That's the part that I do talk to a lot of my clients about. They, they tell me, they're like, well... I'm a sexual person. Are you telling me I have to wait three months before I have sex with this guy? And what if it's bad? What do I do? Well, here's what happens. You have two scenarios. You have scenario number one where you do have sex very quickly and then you get emotionally bonded and then you find out 20 red flags and then you're working backwards, you know, trying to fix that relationship rather than leaving because you've already had sex and emotionally bonded or you wait two, three months and you really pay attention to this person's actions and words and find out that they're a really good person and then you have sex with them and your relationship lasts a lifetime. So to me, it's like three months versus a year, two years. I can wait three months. Yeah. Well, and I think that most people, when they, when they equate it with you know, the idea that I'm going to be with someone the rest of my life, three months is a very small price to pay. But let's be honest, it will suck if you wait three months and it doesn't work out. That will seem like a long time, but it you got to be able to balance it with what you know in your heart. What's the right decision for you? How long to wait, right? Yeah. It's when you're ready to have sex, not when should I have sex? Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, talk about the takeaways. Amy, can you give us our main takeaways from this episode, please? Yes, know when to have sex. That's takeaway number one. It's not about the question of, should I have sex? It's more about the question of, am I ready to have sex? And one of the things you want to look for when you're answering this is, do I trust him? Do I feel safe and secure around him? Is he somebody that after I have sex with, he'll be around the next day, right? And then takeaway number two is understand the chemistry of love. Know that sex convolutes common sense and biology takes over. If you are pragmatic and smart and pull away from that emotional drive, you can be more logical and say, okay, I'm running my body, not my body's running me. Takeaway number three is communication. Be open about your likes and dislikes. 
And yes, like Kevin said, if you have a foot fetish, if you like dressing up like a superhero, whatever it may be, there's no judgment. Find the person that accepts you, but be honest. And you want to do it by probably date three. Takeaway number four, don't use the excuse of playing hard to get in order to not have sex because you're starting with games. What you want to do is be clear about your boundaries around sex, be vulnerable and real about it, and ask the person what they think. Always give them an out. There's no judgment. It's just being honest. And when you do that, people are more apt to respect your choices. If you're struggling with online dating and you don't know where to start, I'm here to help you. The important thing here is that there are resources and tools. And I have a program called How to Conquer Online Dating. For those of you that are listening to the podcast, use the coupon podcast to get 50% off the program. Go to amythedatingcoach.com and you'll find all the information there. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. As always, please uh, give us a five-star review or hit the subscribe button. It does really help us. And we'd love to hear from you. Go to amythedatingcoach.com forward slash podcast. Leave your comments, thoughts, and questions. And we look forward to speaking with you in the next show. All right. Thank you very much.